Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 125 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. Jacob, a pleasure to see you as always. Of your course. hair looks really cute. Does it really? Thank you. Have you have some new product? No, actually, I have absolutely nothing in my hair right now. So that doesn't seem possible. It's all natural today. Look at those beach curls. Oh, I'm going to have to keep that in mind. This is what happens when I don't have a haircut for like a month. You know what just popped in my head? that I think of fondly at least, I don't know, maybe once a week, once every other week. What's my that? My favorite moment so far in 2020 mask related is when I went to Tops the one day and I was walking in behind this guy um, and I saw him like freeze and do like the pocket tip pat down, like the mat, like, oh, where's my mask? Where's my mask? And then I, I was just like watching the whole thing of him then freezing Realizing he didn't have it, he looked over his shoulder, felt obviously that his car was 1,000 miles away, looked back, and then made the baller decision to put his cupped hand over his nose and mouth Wow! and then walk into the store. And it really just makes me laugh every time I think about it. I mean, I, I love <laughs> like, the problem solving involved there because it's like... like that's just nothing. It's like, dude, your shirt's right there. Pull, dude, the, pull the shirt up. That's the that's the move. It's literally my eyes are watering. Like I just see him. It was also just watching. I felt like I could see the the gears of the brain turning, and that was his solution. So anyway, everyone, no, please remember that's not a I can, solution. I can relate to that guy because I have definitely like forgotten. Because you know stuff. he's like, oh, I need a jar of blue cheese only. I just need to go. I'm just gonna do this. I, I looked for him in the store because I was like, I need to take a picture of him so that I can keep that near my heart always. But <laughs> couldn't do it. Had to it's move. It's a great on. story. I love. <laughs> so it just popped in my head. Fun COVID-related stories. You don't get a lot of those these days. It's usually somebody screaming in your face or running around oh, Target like a moron. Oh, that Target video. Don't, don't just, even get me started. I can't. But did you see the video from the police officer's um, body cam where he went to the college kids' house? To no. Okay, so this is so awful. I can't remember the state. Um, Let's say Florida. I was going to say it's probably safe. So he walks up to the college kids' house, and he's like, there's like kids, you know, everywhere. And he's like, hey, man, what's the ordinance? And he's like, 10 people. And he's like, how many people you got inside the house? He's like, like 20. And there's like 15 on the outside. <laughs> so the cop's like looking him up to, I don't know, maybe write a ticket. And then he's like, hey, my man, I got here in your files. You tested positive for COVID three days ago. <laughs> the kid's like, yeah, that's that's why like I'm home, you know, quarantining. <laughs> Oh, Florida. I don't know that it was what, <laughs> but oh, dumb college kids. That's why Erie County's numbers are so high. And I was like, well, that explained everything. I'm home quarantined with COVID with my party of 30 other people. Like, yeah, it's not it's, your house that's magic. It's I mean, the alone. My, I, I'm also a referee, as you know. So I've been like, they've been starting to run up some like leagues again that have oh, been going okay. in um, for adult ones. And all I constantly have to hear about, because I wear a mask when I'm refereeing. So I have to constantly hear from players and other people that are running around without them. They're like, oh, what do you got to have the mask on for? You know, those things don't work. And I'm like, shut up. You're all spitting and breathing around me. Yeah. Like, I'm good. Yeah, it's just like, just be quiet, guy. Like, you obviously don't know what you're talking about. You're trying to tell the referee how to run stuff. I'm like, penalty. Yeah. I hope you called the penalty, Jacob. Oh, I, of course I do. You know me. I'm, <laughs> I'm all kinds of petty. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> 
way to own it. Thank I you. like that Thank for you. you. I'm um, a referee. Don't argue with me. So Jacob's the only person going out and doing things in the world. The rest of us are just home um, streaming TV shows. Well, that's because you guys are smart. Yes, pretty much. But um, we wanted to talk about so the the there's obviously a lot of new stuff that's that's hitting our apps, but there's the whole weird new things that you can pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we will get into that. Because yeah. So Bill and Ted's came out, and they're like, you can rent it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mulan craziness, which we'll get into. Um, so we want we watched a couple things to let you know if some of the new stuff that's out there is worth your time. Because even though you know we're home, our time I feel like is even more valuable now. Yeah. So you really have to fill it with enjoyable stuff. Everything takes twice as long because you got to do everything from home. So I mean, you don't have those extra dead moments out there where. So you know, yeah. If you're if you're somebody who has a child, for instance, you definitely don't have any extra time right now. So, so we're watching be, it for you, yeah. so that you don't have to waste your time on something. And there's some things that. We're going to talk about that you might not want to. So we're going to we're going to break you guys out of watching A and E on repeat. No more first forty eight for a little while, everybody. We know that's what's <laughs> going on. Haven't had cable in so long, but it's I do. A, those a, pop on, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I can do this for twelve to fourteen hours. That sounds a, fine. <laughs> they are a bane on society. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. Um, okay, so let's start with the biggest one that's out there, Mulan, mm-hmm. um, the newest Disney live action film that was released couple weeks ago now on Disney Plus but the the big thing was that it was $30 mm-hmm. to rent it. I will say come and get me Disney. I didn't pay for it. I borrowed it from a friend who did. Yeah, it must have been a really wink, nice wink wink yeah, Jacob. Been a, a really nice guy that let you do that. <laughs> so cuz I could never. I honestly am having a really hard time with the paying for things. I, I feel like I could pay 10 bucks. The 20 and up. Well, it's because it gets me. It is because you get to own the movie, which I do feel is good. Because if you're gonna pay that much I don't money, know, I there's don't... a lot of those movies. But you're like, cool. I don't ever want to watch that again. And well, I know that, like, ten dollars. I guess I'm okay with because I'm like, well, I would pay that in the theater for a maybe good, maybe. Sure. Not. But then again, I'm like, but that's a giant theater, so it's tough. So let's start with Mulan. So a lot of people are familiar with the cartoon. I actually was not. Really, you never seen that one? I somehow missed one. it, which I think has affects the way. That some people see the new film, but the premise is to save her ailing father from serving in the Imperial Army. A fearless young woman disguises herself as a man to battle northern invaders in China. Um, This is the latest Disney attempt for a live action reimagining of their animated um, movies. And I will at least say... This is probably the best of all of the terrible Disney live-action remakes. I would agree with that because it's not the exact same thing as the animated movie. This is there's some different stuff in here. Going yeah, on. I mean, and it's I will say it's it's visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, before we get into like some of the bigger issues. It kind of ended there for me. I feel like it could have been told with greater depth. And my big hangups were. I have seen a lot of really good martial arts movies. I mean, if you've seen um, Crouching Tiger, if you've seen Hero, if you've seen House of Flying Daggers, sure. this Mulan, I'm sure you'll agree, offered nothing new or better. No, it was trying to kind of ape on that style a little bit and just didn't have like the, the finesse it to was, make it look It was less good. successful. And as far as strong female lead movies, that has also been done way better yes by, um, by disney itself they've had numerous examples that it works a little bit better yeah so right there we have a long runtime, and those elements aren't as strong and now 
we can go into some real controversy. Oh, wait. And what were you telling me about Jet Li's character? Okay, so... Is that true? So, yeah, Jet Li plays uh, the emperor in this movie, and he has numerous scenes, and this really bothered the heck out of me because they dubbed his voice for the entire movie. Now, look, guys, I understand... I weirdly didn't notice because I didn't notice it was Jet Li. Mm-hmm. And I really know what Jet Li looks like. I must. They, I was like, they put I him really, under a ton of makeup. I was like, I one. must really not have been paying attention to have missed that. But it's like I absolutely know Jet Li's voice. Like Jet Li's been an actor in America for twenty something years now. Yeah. So like we're well aware that he doesn't really speak good English. We know that, but we know that he does sort of speak English. Well, the, he speaks English well. I think he just has a strong accent. Like yeah. He has a heavy accent. So then they put this dude up here. <laughs> they, he's up there, and I'm like, oh, cool. Jet Li the Emperor. That makes sense. And then he starts talking, and, and it's basically like, like how, is, how are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> what is... Like, it wasn't even close to his voice. And I'm like, this is the biggest, second biggest star internationally, maybe the biggest star internationally, him or Gong Li, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. And you're telling me that you felt people couldn't understand his voice? You felt the need to dub it? It annoyed me. So much. I mean, sure. If I had noticed that, that would have really been the (laughs) final deal breaker for me. I mean, there's stuff with this movie that people who are uh, from China really, this movie did terrible in China. Like, they hated this movie. There's so much in it that just is culturally insensitive to Chinese people, which is ironic, considering this movie was developed so Disney can get a foothold in China. Yeah, which we can get into. Yeah, because the movie cost like $200 million to make. Mm-hmm. because, And it was just like expected that, well, in China and U.S., this is going to be like a you slam. Get, it's going to be a billion-dollar movie. That's what they expected. Yeah, super disappointing performance so far. Well, we can get into that because I have some figures on that one, too. And I think, you know, in an era when, like, diversity and representation should mean more than simply putting Asian actors on screen. Right. Disney really missed another chance to make a movie that was broadly inclusive and widely appealing because, um, you know, you have no, I feel like, Asian people behind the camera. No, they tried really hard to get a couple Asian directors. I know they originally wanted Ang Lee to be the director of this movie, which would have been exactly who you want for this kind of thing. They tried a couple other people, and everybody just kept turning them down. I like this movie is terrible. So yeah, director, yeah. costume designer, screenwriters, composer, cinematographer, editor, casting director, everybody's white. So it was originally applauded for an all-Asian cast, but then that kind of falls away afterwards. Yeah, I mean, they got Nikki Carroll, which is good because this is the second time Disney's given a $100 million movie to a female director, so that's mm-hmm. good. But yeah, they just, for some reason, didn't get an Asian act- director. I don't even... Like, James Wan's right there. If you need a guy who knows how to direct a blockbuster movie yeah. and who's Asian, just go get that dude. And, like, with a timeless story such as Mulan, because I really was like, oh, my God, people are obsessed with this this cartoon. It seemed like Disney backed a winning horse in this sense. The mm-hmm. trailer looked really great. But they managed to not only, like, completely blunder the movie itself, but they waded into this political quagmire. Yes. Oh, boy, did they wade into it. Holy cow. So, okay, so first off... Um, the pro-democracy groups in Hong Kong, they put out the hashtag Boycott Mulan mm-hmm. ahead of the American release because they wanted to draw attention to the fact that the star of Mulan, uh, Lu Yifei, yeah, I don't know how to say her last name, um, she supported the Hong Kong police in a mm-hmm. social media post um, amid the accusations of the force's violent crackdown of pro-democracy protests. So... That's not great. No, that's not great. That's, that's not a great That's thing. what you call bad PR, people. And then, 
they're coming. Disney's coming under fire. And this is terrible for filming scenes in Xinjiang where <laughs> the record of human rights abuses against the Uyghurs and other Muslim minorities who lived in the region is super well documented. Mm-hmm. And it's been in the news and it, like ignoring what the U.S. government has described as the unlawful inca- incarceration of over one million Muslims. Okay, you just ignore that in order to accurately depict the story of Mulan is like it's not only ethically wrong, accurately, accurately depict inaccurate, accurately depict a myth that did not actually happen. Like, what are you doing? I mean, come on, Disney, you knew this was going to be an issue. Like, what are you even? I think it's when people just start to think that they are are completely untouchable. And so there's other weird stuff politically, too. So. Some of the stuff of like how they projected the current borders of like the People's Republic of China um, back to the fourth century. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they claim this Western region known as Xinjiang. But it, it, in the movie, the Chinese emperor calls for his troops to defend the Silk Road. OK. And he's laying claims to territories that were far beyond China's territorial control until mm-hmm. the 18th century. So they're kind of saying like, oh, China owned these parts of the world and they're like kind of rewriting history in a really pro Chinese way. This is basically like saying that America owned Quebec and everything in between here and there in sure. 1775. It's like it didn't happen that way and you just you can't warp history. Yeah, and claiming that like oh this has always been a part of China is really central to the maintenance of the state's legitimacy in the region. So it's actually like you a big like, deal. Like it's, yeah, you think people don't know this? Like people that live there are aware of these facts, man. So like you're just you're pandering and you're kind of making fun of them. Yeah, and you can't ignore that. Especially so the the boycott Mulan hashtag and the backlash over the filming in Xinjiang mostly that began appearing in Western news outlets, and Chinese censors have blocked any content about <laughs> Mulan from Chinese media sites. But China is also Disney's second largest market after the United States. So how can you just block it all? Yeah. What a mess. Now, normally, this would be a big problem for Disney, but in, because this is COVID age, everything is crazy and wacky. So... They're going to, what, slip on... I mean, historical inaccuracies, I think we'll both agree, are forgivable. Oh, yeah. Unless you're making claims to authenticity. Which is what they did with this case. Which is what they did. And then that's... So in that regard, Mulan really fizzles um, badly. And I don't know. It's like you can see through Disney's efforts to position the film as either authentic or empowering when you hear all of this other stuff. So I'm going to say my opinion Save your thirty dollars. You <laughs> yeah. don't need to watch Mulan. The library will get it when it's for sale, and then you can check it out for free. That's the way to do it. Disney yeah. doesn't need your money, everybody. Even with everything we just said, and the conservative edge, Disney has made two hundred and sixty million dollars on demand. People have paid two hundred sixty million dollars, yeah, and that's all profit. So Disney's already a hundred million dollars in profit when you add in the forty million dollar box office on Mulan. So again. The house of mouse wins again. So, you know, yeah. do go, do your part. You don't you don't need to get that. Check it out, everybody. Let's eventually. talk about other money. So this one I couldn't do it. I couldn't spend the twenty bucks on Bill and Ted, but Jacob, <laughs> you did. I spent twenty five because I wanted to own this bad boy. And wowza! So I, tell me, tell our people if it's worth it, and then we will judge if we trust you. So is Bill and Ted face the music worth it? Are you a Bill and Ted fan, Michelle? I mean, 
was Young Michelle the last time I saw it? Okay. Heck yeah. Then you know what? You're going to enjoy this movie because this is exactly like the other two. Like the exact tone, vibe, stupidness, ridiculousness of those first two movies, they keep it going. Like this definitely feels like a Bill and Ted but movie. But like, I don't know, n- nine-year-old or 12-year-old Michelle was much easier to please than sure. 39 and three-quarters Michelle. So and you part- still think it's going to hold up for me? I think part of it is the nostalgia of watching these characters. And a big part of it is the fact that Keanu Reeves is back in this movie. It, this whole series is basically turned into, if Keanu Reeves isn't in this series, this none of these movies get made basically because he is by far yeah. the best part about it. Although without his beard, he looks like a real creep. Oh, it took me about <laughs> 20 minutes into this movie to like be able to wrap my head around a beardless Keanu. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I want the beard back. So basically what this movie is about is it's third. It's set in real time, 30 years after the last movie. And Bill and Ted still haven't written the song that's going to save the world and cause the future. So of course the people from the future come and be like, Hey guys, uh, you know, think, don't think about it too hard, but you have about an hour and a half, which just so happens to be the length of the movie. To, so the right, the writing of the song was going to save humanity or something? Yeah, it's going to bring humanity okay. together. Um, and that they have about 90 minutes to do it because right. some way time is all connected. It's Bill and Ted mumbo jumbo. So they basically have to start jumping through time and try to figure out why they haven't been able to write the song that's going to save the world. And at the same time, her, their daughters... You know, who are the, actually like the ones that they're trying to switch the transition, the series to kind of come in here and they also have their own little role to play. So it's a role. It deals with Bill and Ted, but it also has their daughters in it and they play a very important role, too. I'd say you can give us less plot of Bill and Ted and just tell me your feelings on this film. OK, I very much enjoyed this movie, actually. I found that it was just the right amount of stupid. Okay. There's The side characters in here are very entertaining. They have this new killer robot in there who is, like, I thought was, like, going to be so stupid, but it's so stupid, and the joke is just so one note that it just it gets funny after a while. The word stupid has come up a lot. So I guess more importantly to people listening, is this worth their hard-earned $25 and their hour and a half of their life? If you are a Bill and Ted fan, yes. So that's a prerequisite. If yeah, you're coming if, into it and you're like, they were okay or blind, don't do it. Or yeah, or if you're like, I don't even know what Bill and Ted is. I'm gonna check out this new Keanu Reeves movie. Don't, don't do that don't do because that. you're gonna have no idea <laughs> okay, what's happening. Sure. But this movie, I found it, it was way better than I thought it was gonna be. When I saw the trailer, I thought this was gonna be a straight up, this is gonna be trash, a money grab. It's not, it looks good, plays along fine, it goes fast. Like, okay. It just keeps on clipping. And just like Mulan, oh my God, is this movie a hit. It was neither number one or two on every single streaming site for the entire month of August. Wow, that's so doing okay. It only cost $25 million to make. It's already well over $100 million box office. Get. I wouldn't guys. be surprised if they bust out a fourth one now, so which is we're just giving, crazy. We're giving Bill and Ted a strong maybe. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. Michelle right. will give it a thumbs down. So we got a nice. I thumbs can't give it a thumbs down. I didn't. I didn't see it. Oh, I know you'd hate this movie. I don't. You don't even need to. You tell just me said that. I would like it if I liked Bill and Ted. Yeah, you but just you changed it. Yeah, but you say you like a lot of things, and then you actually go back and watch them. And because you're I like, watched them when I was a child. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I'm thinking. Mm, All right. I don't think adult Michelle. Well, like adult it, Michelle is watching adult films, and that sounds terrible. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> no, I, let's, let's, <laughs> go, let's dig into this a little made bit. Made for adults. Um. And I don't know how I feel about those. So another big one that's streaming 
And again, I watched this to see if you should spend your time watching it. Would be Charlie Kaufman's new film, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Title grabs you, I'll say that. Well, the title grabs you. Um, And the premise is, it's like a young woman. She's traveling with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Oh, boy. A lot of scenes in the car. Oh, boy. All right, people. We got a bit of a head scratcher here. So by the end of this two-hour runtime... If you were very confused, it's that's understandable. Nothing is what it seems. So you have Lucy. She's played by Jesse Buckley. She's great. Okay. Great actor. Great. No problem. And then there. her boyfriend is Jake, who's played by Jesse Plemons. I like that name. Love and we love Jesse Plemons. We do. Great. So they go to the farmhouse to meet his parents, Tony Collette, David um, Thalwis. Love like, them. Like both of them? Holy cow, look at these, look at these actors. It's a Fargo connection going on there. And then somehow Jake on their drive home in the winter, he's like slapped with this vision of this elderly janitor maybe oh, spying on them. And they go to the school and then there's ballet dancing. And oh. Hope, Please tell me it's not Jesse Clemens <sighs> belly dancing in this scene. No, ballet dancing. Oh, so here, here's, okay. the, here's the thing. I kind of want to give spoilers, but because I kept pausing this movie a lot and Andrew and I would discuss it. And then I kind of figured out what was going on. And it made it more enjoyable to understand what you were looking at than to go into a blind. So, for okay. example, like the movie Mother. People oh, hated Mother because they watched it as a straight film and were like, it makes no sense. Which but, it doesn't, by the which way. Which it doesn't. But if you watch Mother in the way that you're supposed to, knowing that he's God, she's Mother Nature... It made for a way more enjoyable view because you were like, oh, I can understand it. So I am warning people, the film I'm thinking of ending things, which it's it's not great, <laughs> but I'm going to spoil some things because I feel this is going to enhance your viewing. All right. So if you don't want it, just fast forward like five minutes because that's all that it's going to take. All right, cool, because I'm going to be watching this. And so. also, this was in, an, in the novel. This is based on a book, so this has already been spoiled in the book that exists. So this old janitor that we keep getting weird scenes of, and then we see this young couple, sometimes her face switches, sometimes he can read her thoughts. No. When they're at the house with the parents, their ages keep changing. You're like, I have no idea what's going on. The janitor, he's actually Jake. Okay, you guys, he's the young guy. But he's old now. Sure. I'm doing it. Kinda, there, kinda, spoiler. Kind of figured that was He's the case. lonely in his old age. And then Lucy, the whole trip to the farmhouse, it's all just, it's all his imagination. It's the old man imagining it. That's it. Oh. That's it. So that it's like Jake is a man trapped in his own fantasies and one that is kind of informed by his consumption of popular art and media because you see all this media and stuff in his childhood bedroom and Lucy will be like, here's a poem I wrote. And then she reads it and you're like, that's a real poem. So he's just kind of creating this whole psyche of the girl that got away or maybe the girl he mm. never had because you find out he was like a loser in high school so that's really it. I honestly think that's going to make viewing better. You're not going to be like throwing your remote at the TV. Um, yeah, it does. That does set up a nice little thing. Now I know what's actually going on in that movie. It made it a little more enjoyable for me then because the ending is weird. You're like, I don't. The ballet stuff. It's really weird. So I think I'm thinking of many things. I think this is a movie that could be hurt by the Netflix model. 
because this is not a movie that you should be watching when you are distracted at all by your cell phone, by going to the bathroom, by all of these weird things. I mean, the pausing, it helped for us to discuss it and be like, wait a minute. Um, what are we really seeing here? Is this kind of like a fight club thing where one of these people isn't it? So it's undeniably complex if that's what you are in the mood for. Well, it's a Charlie Kaufman movie. so It's a Charlie Kaufman movie, but he's deep in it. There's a lot of symbolism. It is, like I said, the final act is more surreal than you might be expecting or even want. Um, but I, I think that the film really works on a foundation of very relatable human emotion because it's really about loneliness and what we feel and how you carry that throughout mm. you in your life. So I'm going to give it three stars because A, I like when things are a little weird because they tried and the performances are good. Okay. If you don't care about that stuff, you are not going to like this movie. All right, see, that's a perfect example right there. Like, yeah, it's it's tough and it's long, but the best line in this, this movie, I really liked it, was other animals live in the present. Humans cannot, so they invented hope. And I feel like that really kind of sums up the movie. Oh, so there's that. Right. I, I hope, come back in if you paused it. I don't know how you'd know. but <laughs> Well, you, um, you said jump ahead, so they got it figured out. So I hope so, but I really, I just think that's going to help, and we don't usually spoil things here at all. So that's that. Now That, that is pretty interesting. I'm going to check that one out now. Yes. And like I said, it might, because like his parents' ages are jumping around, but then when you realize, oh, it's his mind. Would this he's thinking of his parents old. He's thinking of his parents young. He's thinking, it makes so much more sense than being like, what the hell's going on? So I always have to ask this question with Charlie Kaufman movies. Would it have been made better if you involve Paul Giamatti or Nicolas Cage in the lead role? Because oh, his God. two best movies were involving those two gentlemen, so... I mean, I don't know, maybe some John Malkovich. That's the best for me. I love really? John Malkovich okay, that's so much. Good. Well, John Malkovich, I, I think he would probably, it sounds like the kind of role he would flourish in. He maybe would have been good as the dad, but. Well, yeah, not Lupin, Jesse Plemons, obviously. Lupin was good. Um, no, is is the dad of Jesse Plemons' dad. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're really running out of time. Another, we're going to stick with the weird new HBO show. Should you check it out? It's called Raised by Wolves. Just got a season two um, commitment oh, from HBO it? Max. So it's coming out, everybody. So um, you and I have both just watched episode one, correct? Yes, we only watched the first one because it's a Ridley Scott show, and oh boy, we cannot talk ourselves into watching more. <laughs> oh, stop. That's not true. No, I like the episode very much. Okay, so yeah. So like you said, it's Ridley Scott, surprisingly... Um, I'd say watching this exact surprising no one you watch no, this and you're you like, watch oh, this premise the second the first scene you're like oh yeah it's a Ridley Scott movie. it's Ridley Scott and it makes sense because humanity has turned the earth into a graveyard and you're awesome. like oh okay that checks out yeah. so the, this, the so premise in, of this show it's set 20 years from now oh that hurts <laughs> there's an epic war between religious believers and atheists and they have leveled the planet and they sent the survivors off world in search of a new home there's like this sort of Christianity adjacent religion and it sees um, it has this faithful sun god thing that they're all wearing on their shirts and they have a crusade to bring religion to everyone and that has led to war. Don't do that, people. Yeah, imagine um, that. One of the most powerful tools that they have in their arsenal are these combat androids. But what you get from the first episode is that as the war reaches the final days, there's like an atheist engineer who reprogrammed these war androids to work as a mother and a father, I'll put in quotes, and then he sends them to some unpopulated planet 
with some embryos and they are tasked with raising human children. That is episode one. Based, yeah, I got a slightly different impression of the episode, so that's very interesting on exactly what was going on because I got the idea that obviously everybody killed everybody uh, or like destroyed the earth pretty much, but that like the atheist ones kind of like just left to try to create their own society without building religion at all and that i think because because the religion started the war well yeah they both start kind of started the war they were like like, i'm right no i'm right well just shut up both of you like who cares yeah it's very inter like the the whole premise of that first episode it's going to be interesting going forward because like how is this all going to work because then they have this new planet you got religious people showing up you got this atheist killer robot we don't want to spoil the end of it, but there's some other. I mean, side stuff effects. gets stuff gets wild at the end oh. of the first episode, but the, it's really gorgeous. It's a, um, it looks really expensive. It's got that Ridley Scott, you mm-hmm. know, Alien, Blade Runner, Prometheus, I, that feel and tone to I it. I was so bored for the first 15 minutes of this episode, and then 15 minutes after that, I was like, oh wait a minute, I got started getting intrigued, and then like the last 20 happens, and you're oh, like, yeah. oh my god. Ah! You get that sound. Yeah, that sound, man. That whole scene. I, my eyes didn't blink once. I'm like, yes. what is going on? So right if now? you have access to streaming HBO, I would say after one episode, Jacob and I are saying definitely move forward with Raised by Wolves. Oh, for sure. It's definitely, go check it out, everybody. It's bad title, great show. Even if you're- oh, I don't know if I hate the title. I don't know. It, it's a little generic, I think. I don't think it really, expl- it does explain what the show's about, but it doesn't at the same time. Well, maybe it'll- make more sense at some point um okay we're super out of time but i have to just mention one more because i think it's the number one um as of last night like streaming thing on netflix which is the new film the devil all the time which was like the most star-packed tom holland robert pattinson got bill skarsgård bill skarsgård um uh jason clark mia wyakowski pops up in there um, Dudley Dursley pops up in there. I do not know his real life name and I refuse to ever learn it. This is just so many people. Like the first five minutes, I'm like, what? They're just stars all over the place. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it's adapted from just a really grim novel. There I, are I got that feeling. Definitely. Awful characters kind of proceeding along these parallel tracks. There's so much violence and unpleasantness. Maybe I should have watched it, man. I, I'm I mean, I think that you will. It's really ambitious. It's really sprawling. Um, there's a lot rippling like under the surface. But there are so many characters and they all have their own thing going on that it's kind of hard to keep track of. I say for sure this would have worked way better as a miniseries and yeah. that you could have delved into these people's lives. So I'm going to say... It's long as heck. You guys with the two and a half hour movies. Come on. I mean, guys. Come on, I got stuff to do, but I'm doing it for you. This movie, action-packed, great performances. I can't complain about one single performance. Um, Robert Pattinson. Been killing it lately, man. And I read that he wouldn't show anyone his accent until the first day of filming. Really? His accent's bananas. It sounds 0% like him. I kept being like... Is that coming out of him? I he's, don't even he's, understand. He was good in uh, The King as well when he was playing uh, The King. Uh, this King is of like France, he created like his own worldly accent. But I'm going to say this movie bit off more than it can chew. Okay. So ultimately, you know, the all of the praiseworthy elements of the idea of the story, the, the characters, the way that it looks, I think... M- they could override the feeling that things aren't quite cohering into a great 
movie. I have to say it's a three-star movie for me. Um, if you like the idea of how chron- a movie that chronicles how faith and evil often intertwine throughout oh. the years, this is good. But again, a lot of kind of different storylines and not enough time spent in each one. So when it ends, I think it feels kind of lacking. Okay. So that's a good heads up. It might be worth it for the performances, but you need to be ready for a kind of gross slow burn. (laughs) You know what? I'm getting, I get kind of a Cormac McCarthy ish vibe from the way you definitely get a Cormac McCarthy vibe for sure. Oh, I can dig that for sure. That's my favorite author. So, you know, I can definitely be watching that stuff. Yeah, I think that you will. So, but speaking of like, Cormac McCarthy books, Michelle. Do you know what time it is? Yeah, I do. It is time for everybody to say that you know where you go to get all these books. You go to your local library. We didn't even talk about books. I know, but you still go to But we did. You had such a good lead into it, and you kind of blew it. Well, you blew it. You're the one that blew up my spot. Wow. Anyways, go check out all the movies and books that these movies were based on. Good call, good call. (laughs) So go check out all the old series. We got 37 branches all throughout Erie County. Just stop on by to your local library. Say, hey, guys, let me get a book. And they'd be like, you got it, son. You can also visit our uh, website at www.buffalolib.org. And you can follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod. Go check out there and tell us what you guys are watching right now because we need new shows because we watched everything. Yeah, we'll keep watching stuff for you. Um, you know, when it comes out new, we try to let people know because sometimes there's just too much out there. Um, do you know that it, the television is on an average of 7 hours and 40 minutes a day in U.S. homes? Yeah, that sounds about right. I have it on. Sometimes I'm not even watching it. Just yeah, it's a, it's a lot of TV. It's in the background, man. You need some need some noise. The inventor of the television would not let his own children watch it. That may, well, they were, uh, <laughs> when that first came out, they were probably shooting radiation yeah. out well, of it. Well, he once said to his son that there is nothing on it worthwhile, and we're not going to watch it in this household, and I don't want it in your intellectual diet. Oh. I think he'd be happier now. I think so. Well, you, what was it before? A guy playing a kazoo for 12 hours? Like, what did they even have on TV <laughs> exactly. back in those days? <laughs> this is much better. I also think it's really fascinating is that most people, we, we dream in color, but people who grew up watching black and white televisions usually dream in black and white. That's so much more like... But so that's so classy. weird because your whole life is in color, but like that the TV has that kind of effect on you is bananas. It sounds like a horror movie. They're dreaming in black and white. They got that. I blomp. want color dreams. They're just like. And this is a Jacob has this in his cart right now. But at this moment, the largest television in the world is the new curved UHD 105 inch TV from Samsung. Um. The TV doesn't have an official price yet, but Samsung came out and promised that it will cost under $150,000. It's good that they made sure they zoned. They got a so sp- like, you don't so want to price people out at that Is thing. it close to that? I well, don't know. So get it in the area. So 100. if you're looking to buy a new TV, just hold off until the 105 or comes we, we, we also have a uh, GoFundMe going for that one if you guys want to. Yeah, it's the, only way that, it's the only way that we can watch stuff. Um, okay, well, that is it. Um... Yeah, let us know if you watched any of this stuff, and we will catch you next time. Bye.